Welcome to The Art of Social Media, a podcast by Social Pilot. We host in-depth discussions with world-leading social media marketing experts that will help you discover the techniques, strategies, and skills you need to use to grow your business using social media. Now, here's your host, Tejas Mehta. Welcome to the Art of Social Media podcast. I'm super excited to have Mark Schaefer again on the podcast. We had a wonderful conversation a few months ago, and we couldn't kind of, you know, talk a lot uh, because of time constraint, but lucky to get him back. Mark, welcome to the podcast. Super excited. Just to give some introduction to the listeners, Mark is the OG of digital marketing, world-renowned speaker, strategy consultant to several organizations, educator, as well as an author with some of the best-selling books. One of the best-selling books is, of course, Marketing Rebellion that came out in 2019. And your latest bookmark is Belonging to the Brand. Welcome again. Thank you for taking your time. Really excited to have you here. So I'm OG, huh? (laughs) (laughs) Isn't that what the kids use these days? It's better than no G. (laughs) (laughs) Awesome. Mark, for the new listeners, uh, give us some background. Who are you? What's the journey like? Sure. And first, thanks so much for having me back. It's great. It's great to be with you again. You know, I spent most of my career in the in the corporate world. I worked in in uh, marketing, had just about every kind of marketing job you can think of. I got to uh, study under uh, Peter Drucker, which was a huge opportunity for me when I was in uh, graduate school. Uh, ended up getting two different master's degrees. And then, oh gosh, probably about, I guess it's been 15 years ago, I want to say, I started my own business, started consulting and writing and teaching. And I think what what I'm probably best known for is just being honest and, and being honest perhaps in a, in a compelling way. I, I don't have an agenda. I'm not trying to sell things. I just try to make observations about the world and I tend to have a good track record of seeing what's going to be next. I kind of can see how trends are coming together and say, this is what's, this is where we're going to be next. So I've made some pretty p- bold predictions in my career. Sometimes even some, sometimes they, people think they're controversial, but I've had a lot, a lot of people also apologize to me <laughs> because ultimately I was right. So I guess that's kind of what I'm known for today. Awesome. And I think uh, one of the things that you predicted a few years ago was influencer marketing. And at that point in time, a lot of people were like, hey, what is influencer marketing? Is it even going to catch up? And now it's all over the place. Yeah, that was that's true. I, I wrote the first book on influencer marketing. And this was, I mean, I wrote it in 2011. It was published in 2012. And back then, nobody was even using that word. But I, again, the trend that I saw was that the power was shifting from big television uh, companies and big advertising agencies and the editors of the newspapers to the people. We were creating content. We were starting to get audiences. We had influence with those audiences and everybody could have their own influence in the world. Influence was being democratized, really. And I thought that was profound. And I, I forecast that this would become a mainstream marketing strategy in, in about two years. And I was right, about 2014, that's when everything started going through the roof. Awesome. 
And your latest book is uh, Belonging to the Brand, where you have similar prediction for community-based marketing or brand-led communities. What exactly is a brand-led community? Well, community is not a new idea. Brand communities have existed since the earliest days of the internet. In fact, many of the first experiments on the internet were communities. Almost every big brand had a community. Coca-Cola had a community. There were even oil companies that had, you know, tried to create communities and basically all of them failed. <laughs> and the main reason they failed was that they were trying to sell stuff. And that's not a reason to gather. We do need to sell stuff. We do need to make money in our businesses, but that's not really a, a reason people want to come into community. Now, of the communities that survived and exist today, 70% of them are focused on customer self-service. So if you're having a problem with your software, you though you know you you might have heard this before. Well, go to our community forum and there'll be somebody there to to help you. And you know, sometimes that's true, <laughs> but that's great, right? Because it's it's easy to measure the value of the community, it's cost avoidance. Uh, they're not, you know, talking to someone in your customer service department. But the but the point of my book is that businesses are almost entirely overlooking the brand marketing value of communities. Now, brand marketing is about building that emotional connection, that that expectation about what I'm going to experience when I when I'm in, in your brand. So if I say Harley Davidson, you know, some certain images and feelings come to mind. If I say Patagonia, there's other images and feelings that might come to mind. If I say Coca-Cola, different feelings and images come to mind. And that's because over time, primarily through advertising, Coca-Cola has made you think of polar bears instead of colored sugar water. And that's what brand marketing is about. It works, it's important, it's difficult to measure, but that emotional connection, that is what is really what a brand community can be all about. It's the ultimate brand marketing. It's the ultimate emotional connection. And that's the point of my book. It's like a wake-up call to say the time is now, the time is right, and this is an opportunity that businesses should consider. Amazing. And on the timing timing part, you mentioned that there are three mega trends that are colliding in a way that the point of community becomes important as a new marketing strategy. What are the three mega trends that are colliding? Well, you know, we get back into this futurist thing, right? I mean, I, I see how these trends come together. And a lot of people say, well, how do you do that? To me, it's really not hard. If you see, all right, this is what's happening in the world. This is what we know is true. And then you think about the logical consequences of these trends over time. So you were kind enough to mention my book, Marketing Rebellion. Marketing Rebellion was a wake-up call. It was saying that many of the ways we try to go to market today just don't work anymore. People don't, we're in a streaming economy. People don't see your ads. If they see them, they don't believe them. They don't trust companies. They don't trust ads. They don't trust marketing messaging. We need new options. That's trend number one. Trend number two, 
I'm sure it's, you know, this way where you are in Chicago. You know, I see this really all over the world that mental health is in the news almost every day. It's profound. And one of the one of the things, frankly, that that spurred me on to write this book was a headline I saw in the New York Times a few years ago. It said, the loneliest generation. And it's about our children. It's about our teenagers. And the evidence is mounting that they are uh, a generation that is frankly unique in in the way that the world is impacting them and and the mental health problems that that they're having. I saw this statistic just a few weeks ago that of young adults aged 18 to 24, 51% of them have already seen medical treatment for a mental health condition. The average for every other generation is 24%. Now, the pandemic didn't cause this. This has been creeping up for many, many years. Social media didn't cause this. Spending all the all day on our phones, you know, or our gaming devices, that didn't cause this. But those are all contributors that amplified it. And it's a problem. So that's number two. Number three is if you look at where most of the technological investment money is going today, it's going to Web3, tokenized economies, metaverse, NFTs, even AI. And it's confusing. It could be overwhelming. And there's a lot of complex jargon. But if you cut through all the hype, this is really technology. All of these ideas, they're new ways to meet. They're new ways to gather and create community. So those are the three things. So number one, we've got to find new ways to connect with customers because the old ways aren't working anymore. Number two, customers want to connect with us because they're lonely. They're isolated. And community is not something that people just want. It's what they need psychologically, sociologically, even physically. We need community to be well. And then the third idea is the world is giving us all these new opportunities to bring people together. You look at these three things coming together, and I think it's really an an unassailable conclusion that this is the right time for community. And I'm not a bragging person, my friend, but I will have one little mic drop moment. And that is the day I finished writing the book, the day the last words were done for the manuscript, McKinsey came out with a major report that said community is the next big thing in marketing. That is their conclusion based on everything that they see. So, and and my book was, was finished. I know this is at the right time. This is insightful. Uh, the three factors that kind of uh, lead to community management are the need for community. But is community only for bigger brands like uh, Patagonia and Coca-Cola? Or can like a newer company start with community as an early marketing strategy? Well, I think that's what makes this very exciting is that this is an, an opportunity that's that's available to anyone. And it doesn't take millions of dollars. It doesn't take a team of people. 
I have very diverse case studies in the book. On one side, you know, probably arguably the biggest community in the world is Twitch. Maybe one of the biggest brand communities in the world is Sephora. Those are in the book. And then I go all the way down to a stay-at-home mom that's raising five kids that has a very good income because she has a community with 50,000 people in it on Facebook. So it's really accessible to, to anyone. You don't have to be a big brand with, you know, it has, doesn't have to be backed by, by an agency. Any, anybody can do it. How would a small technology or software firm start with community as a marketing strategy? How, how would they get started in building a community? Well, curiously, this is actually a big trend right now. And I, I love this, that 85% of tech startups are leading with community as their marketing strategy, because generally they're young people. They're looking at the dumb ways big companies are marketing at them. They're you know spamming them, interrupting them, intercepting them. I, I don't know if you're seeing this, but I am getting so many robocalls. It is crazy. I'm getting five or six or seven a day. Who came up with this idea, right? Young people today are saying, why would you treat people like this? We're not going to treat people like this. We're going to start with community and especially young tech startups. What do you need? You need advocates. You need help. You need beta testers. You need maybe financial support. Why wouldn't you start with community? And, and it usually starts with five people, six people, people who are interested in your idea, people who support you. They believe in you and you, and maybe they're your friends. Maybe they're people who, you know, you're connected with them on product hunt or wherever your community might be, your audience might be. And you say, look, why don't you help us? Let's get this little community together. And then exciting things start to happen. And those five turn into 10 and the 10 turn into 20. And there's a case study in the book where, uh, you know, there's a B2B marketing agency in, uh, in the UK. And he started off having lunch with friends and they were having discussions about entrepreneurship. I mean, when you think about it, when you're an entrepreneur, you have to be good at sales and marketing and HR and accounting and you got to be good at everything. And so they were having these discussions of, you know, how do you become good at everything? Good enough to really make it as an entrepreneur. And then, you know, they, they were meeting for lunch and then they had a table and then more friends came and then they had a room. And now his community is actually bigger than his business. The community is bringing in more revenue than his business. So it just, it starts that small and, and grows. Interesting. How do you differentiate community from the older cases of multi-level marketing, right? That also starts in a similar fashion, right? Having lunches with people and then converts into like this nefarious scheme of MLM. I think it's, it's much, much different. So let's talk about what, what do I mean? What is a community? A lot of people get confused between community social media connections, an audience of your blog or your podcast, right? A lot of people say, oh, my community. What they really mean is somebody that subscribes to their newsletter. That's not a community. That's an audience. 
And an audience is great. I mean, I I have an audience. I have thousands and thousands of followers of my blog and podcasts and all over social media and people love my books. That's great. But it's a cult of personality. If I go away and the blog goes away, the audience goes away. So the three distinguishing factors of community is number one, people know each other. There's a communion, there's a friendship, there's a connection between the people in the community. So people who listen to your podcast probably don't know each other. So that would give you a sign that it's really an audience. And the true power of community is in that those connections, that collaboration. When people create friendships, it, it establishes a layer of emotional switching costs for your brand. So if people are in their community and that's where their friends are, they're not going to leave your brand because then they'd have to leave their friends. They literally belong to the brand. The second aspect of community is it's driven by purpose. We talked about why the first communities failed because they were trying to sell stuff. So what are you trying to do as a company, an organization, a nonprofit, a university, a symphony, whatever you are. What are you trying to do? What are you trying to accomplish? What impact are you going to have on the world where you can accomplish more and have a bigger impact if your customers and fans come alongside you and you do it together? That's really where community starts. That is the connective tissue. It's a reason why people want to gather, why they want to support you. And it takes some time to try to figure that out. The third aspect of community is that it's dynamic. It's not like a mission statement. You know, a mission statement, that's that's like kind of like, you know, bolted to the center of the earth. It's It's what you stand for, what you believe in. It's not even like, a marketing plan or a, or a point of differentiation. It's something that moves over time and that keeps you relevant. I'll give you an example from my own community. I have a community on Discord and we're dedicated to exploring the future of marketing together. Now, when I started this community, I thought, well, people are joining this community because of me, and they must be interested in the same things I'm interested in. So I'll start a little chat room about writing books and about public speaking and about uh, personal branding. And my friend, those are the emptiest rooms in the community because the community said, look, if we're going to explore the future of marketing, we need to be talking about the metaverse and Web3, and artificial intelligence, and ChatGPT, and all these things that are going on. And they were right. And so they've taken me in a new direction that's evolving and changing, that, that's different from the way it started, but it's better. It's making me a better professional, a better blogger, a better podcaster, a better teacher, a better author, because the ideas I'm getting from this community that's experiencing things and seeing things all over the world, it's helping me be relevant. Now, scale that to a big brand. What is a brand? 
It's a journey, a continuous, never-ending journey of relevance. We mentioned Coca-Cola. Coca-Cola is brown sugar water. It can never change. Coca-Cola has one job, make that sugar water relevant to every generation. So community teaches you and moves you. It connects you to culture, connects you to trends and new ideas. And that is the magnificent power of community. Interesting. So community is not just one guy, people following him, or one girl, people following him or her. It's it's basically people exchanging ideas, coming together. As you mentioned, there's an emotional connection to the entire community. People know each other. And that's what is important community. And I think it could be a little bit of both. You know, I mean, I think in my community, certainly people want to be connected to me and they want to learn from me. I'm a teacher. But my goal is I want to fade into the scene. I just want to be part of the community. And so here's what's happening. Over time, people are, the leaders are emerging. I don't have to do everything anymore. The leaders are emerging. And they're taking on new roles and they're managing the community. They're coming up with new ideas. We're having experiments in the metaverse. I have nothing to do with it. They're being organized and recorded and, you know, and and developed by a whole different group of people. So I think, you know, there could be a hybrid idea as well. The Art of Social Media is brought to you by Social Pilot. To find out more about Social Pilot and how we can give you everything you need to hit your social media marketing goals, visit socialpilot.co. And then make sure to search for The Art of Social Media in Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and Google Podcasts, or anywhere else podcasts are found. Make sure to click follow so you don't miss any future episodes. On behalf of the team here at Social Pilot, thanks for listening.